0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Listen. Hello and welcome to NBC IGN's Nintendo podcast. We will be talking about a ton of Nintendo stuff this week, including the amazing Nintendo Switch sales, Nintendo movies, the wonderful 101, and really a whole lot more. And this week, I am joined by Zach Ryan.
2: Hey, what's up? Pear Snyder. A young George Lucas.
1: And Brian Altano.
3: An old George Lucas.
1: Oh <laughs> Guys, thank you.
3: Is that you? No, nah, I have no oh, idea. It's <laughs> not funny to say.
1: Thank you, everyone, so much for joining me. I really like your sweatshirt, Zach. Hey, thanks. I think it's great. It's wonderful. He just thank got you. it from our IGN store. And- That's
4: classified information. Yeah. Is it? You just outed me. It hasn't launched. Is-
1: it hasn't launched yet? No. Well, no. it will. Really? Soon. Soon. Top and we secret might, news on we Nintendo might Voice have NVC shirts, maybe, possibly. This was,
2: this was possibly. not some planned promo. That was just Casey. No,
1: case. that was just me doing it, yeah. doing the thing. I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to get sweatshirt take it up, stuff. Take it up with Justin Davis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Davis, the master. You store signed Mastin. an NDA, Casey.
4: Yeah. It's ridiculous. I did. You know better than that. Oh, yeah. Welcome but to Casey's last episode on NVC. Oh I'm just going to get canned.
1: <laughs> I did. I did have a nightmare last night that I came here to do the show, and none of you were here, and none of you showed up, and then Janet passed by, and I was like, Janet, do the show with me, and she was like, no, and she left.
2: Wow. Wow, that actually did not happen it thankfully. didn't happen
1: at all it was all wow. a dream but you know what isn't a dream is that the Nintendo Switch has sold more than the Super Nintendo and Xbox <laughs> segway.
3: One Segway she doesn't even need us keep going
2: keep going <laughs> yeah yeah okay keep going
1: so Nintendo has released their financial report as of the end of last year, and since then they have sold fifty two point forty eight million Nintendo Switch units. It's a lot of switches, and that is more than Super Nintendo's forty nine million, and possibly more than Xbox One.
2: It's a fun fact. I drove most of those sales.
1: It's, it was all. It was all.
2: Uh-huh. I pre-ordered the Animal Crossing one. Did you
4: really? I did, but we'll talk about that later.
1: <laughs> of course he'd come, Brian. Yeah. Come on.
4: Yeah, I know he needs well, a joy. It's just. It, it's got that minty fresh look on his new Joy-Con. money. Mm. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's a lot of switches in very little time.
1: It is, and I know uh, a little over five million of those switches were uh, Nintendo Switch lights. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether to consider that as impressive or not.
4: I mean, that's super impressive because that just came out in September, You're right? right? So that's five yeah. million units in six months. That's. And major
3: major and those i'm, are probably I'm, I'm talking customers. smack but i i bought three switches oh that's right now I that you think at, about it right? i bought one at launch and yeah. I how much it.
4: money do you guys have <laughs> like i got one switch and all i like of it.
3: it i bought all i bought a, a switch at launch and i traded it in for the switch with the, the longer battery life and then uh-huh. i bought a switch light so i'm on my third switch yeah. yeah or fourth if you count the one that uh, died yeah.
4: right oh. i forgot about that one
3: let's have a moment of silence i
2: um wow that was a, <laughs> dick move. I, remember I gave some switches to my my kids uh
4: that time for a moment of silence he's got to talk about all six of his switches
3: hey, so that was I, my, my I, point I, half a second of theme or whatever
4: i am just talking
2: about the the breakdown between core switch and uh, and the light. I was expecting the light to be bigger because I thought they i thought you know, the audience of kind of younger players who were waiting to upgrade from the 3DS to a new handheld was bigger around Pokémon. Um, But hopefully... I mean... I hope more people get steered towards the proper switch with the you know the dockable format mm-hmm. and the Joy-Con. I want Joy-Con forever, of course. Sure, of course. Um, so I I was expecting that number to be higher, but overall, I mean, the sales number is just
4: really good. It passed the Super Nintendo. You
2: think you think
4: five million in six months isn't uh, an impressive number?
2: No, it's it's good. I was I was expecting the holiday business to almost
4: all be the light, just oh. because it's cheaper and it was so promoted with Pokemon and you know. I, I, I don't know. I think like the the Switch Lite to me is still sort of an enigma because i understand the audience that it wants to attract Mm -hmm. but to me the the one of the biggest draws about having a switch is the ability to like plug it into my tv and be a competitive console with my playstation and then take it on the road and you know use it in a handheld mode at using the same unit so uh i i think form factor wise the switch Lite is very cool but i would always choose a Switch that is switchable over Mm -hmm. that. We've had this discussion before on the show, but, like,
2: yeah. For me, it's, you know, I have a family, and we play games like we're playing Luigi's Mansion co-op, right, after I finished the single-player. And so Nintendo has always been really good at creating couch co-op experiences, Mm -hmm. and it's really tough to play Smash Brothers on a tiny screen like that, even if you buy the extra add-on controllers. Right. so... I always see this one as the main line, and then just the other one is the little travel size one. I,
3: I love my Switch Lite. I used it almost exclusively for probably three months straight, and I've like slowly transitioned back to my huh. my one that's plugged in my TV. Um, but I do think that in the long tail of all of this, it will be a pretty big error on their part to not have any sort of tv out capability on that thing Mm -hmm. because i do think that like there is that momentary thing where it's like yes this is an awesome handheld the form factor is phenomenal i love playing games on it but yeah like there it does take that extra half a step to upload my save to the cloud and like obviously total first world problem right but like just that complete inability to switch back and forth it, it means that like even something like ring fit when i go to play that um i don't i'll never even put that i don't even think you can put that on
1: I mean, you can, you can yeah. play it, but you have to like prop it con. up
4: and like, yeah,
1: yeah Janet tried to play it on the regular screen. I think when she was on vacation recently and she said it's it was kind of difficult, right. especially if you don't already know the exercises and the movements, I think is when it becomes
3: when it difficult tough.
1: because it's kind of hard to see.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know? I've
1: I've I've been waiting for Switch Pro. I didn't buy a Switch Lite because I was hoping that they would have an upgraded version of the Switch and I would be able to buy that. But Nintendo also said that there is no Switch Pro planned for 2020, and specifically, uh, the president Furukawa said no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model during 2020.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, so I guarantee you, there's theories. a Switch. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a Switch Pro model coming the next year, the following yeah, year. yeah. I think Nintendo knows that. I mean, we 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 know on the show that they are. Uh, sort of pioneers of iterative platforming, right? Like they they kind of drew up the roadmap of being like, okay, we, we have this thing and we're just going to make it slightly better or slightly different mm-hmm. and resell it to you. Um, I think that a Switch Pro is, is a no-brainer and I think that they're going to give themselves the distance from uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X to make sure that they have the... That their their customers have the cash in hand yeah. to purchase that system when it comes out.
3: I think it exactly because like the because it's so obvious is, is exactly why they won't do it because <laughs> they are just so like weirdly diagonal with the thing like you always expect them like any other company you'd be like oh make a more powerful version of the thing you have so we can port over next gen games to it super easily but I have a feeling they're going to be like yeah but what if it did this and just uh-huh. go completely sideways yeah. with it and yeah. we're going to be like completely caught off guard and it's going to split the base again and for some people they're <laughs> going to be upset about it for some people they're going to love it right. So
2: some, some of our viewers are suspicious because the last time Nintendo said absolutely not we don't have another piece of hardware coming out, they released the Switch Lite that year, right? So I, I think it's healthy to always be skeptical. It does feel like the wrong thing this year because putting a more powerful Switch up against two very, very powerful consoles launching seems like... Th- that's going to be a crowded market, and they're better off competing on price with the original model and just having an incredibly sexy yeah. game like a like a New Zelda, for yeah. example, yeah. for the holidays. Like that,
3: to me, seems to be a better strategy. If if I were Nintendo, I would be more worried about significant price drops on PS4 and Xbox yeah. One this, yeah. this holiday than I would about going head to head with like a six hundred dollar console. They, they're competing with that too, and yeah. like, again, like they got to fifty two million
2: units sold, they're halfway to the install base of the Wii. And the PlayStation Four, which obviously is going to continue to sell, but like that's a really big milestone. They passed the Xbox One. We haven't seen actual data in a long time. Estimates though put them under fifty million. You know, mm-hmm. and like like probably the mid to upper forty millions for the Xbox Ones uh, and and the Xbox One X and S. <laughs> Um, that's really impressive, and I, it doesn't look like they've plateaued yet. So they're probably banking on this year as being another up year
3: for them. Yeah. Right. as As for Switch Lite, I'm surprised we didn't see an Animal Crossing version of it. We saw one for the regular Switch. Well, um, now you know why. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. odd. It, it's oh, also you mean at the same time announced. Yeah, yeah. like totally. I, I we're a month away from that game coming out, and that would have been that to me. That's a it makes perfect sense because that is an audience like casual gamers and kids will will jump onto that franchise and i, I say that as a huge fan of it um and we didn't see one with Zelda even though Link's Awakening coincided with it I think you could have sold a couple million more just having like a gold Hyrule I, edition on day I one I think yeah. I can explain I that I might
1: have bought that one yeah
3: right
2: so yeah. the philosophy <laughs> behind Pokemon is you play this game you you are on the go and you trade with friends and I mm-hmm. think Nintendo just took this franchise and moved it from a handheld to a handheld hybrid console mm-hmm. so they, they probably thought of Pokemon as being the perfect game to showcase the Switch Lite whereas Animal Crossing they always designed as a center point for the living room and with that some of the the limitations of the one save file and all of that where it's like it's supposed to be the center of the house you have three kids or whatever and everybody plays on this one screen and when, when the next person jumps in and goes into the village they'll discover what the previous person did which is harder to do with kind of True. like a handheld console and concept. No, that yeah sense. that is
3: that, you're yeah. right no you're totally yeah. right what We're going to say?
2: That's where Animal Crossing came from then it became a handheld uh, show
3: pony but it dominated it as a handheld show pony yeah I handheld show that's... pony sounds like an animal that lives in that yeah. I
4: feel like when I think of Animal Crossing, like I equate it to a handheld franchise as much as I do with Pokemon. Right. I I played Animal Crossing on other platforms, but I spent the most like exponentially more time with New Leaf than I did with any other Animal Crossing. Like to me, that's the definitive Version of that uh, game.
3: I mean, aside from the the spin-off games that uh, basically put the the death nail into Amiibo on Wii U, yeah. uh, the, you know the, the what was it Amiibo party. party? Yeah, Amiibo yeah. Party. Um, and then Happy Home Designer. Right. Th- this has ba- basically been a, a handheld franchise for since since yeah. the Nintendo Wii. Watch, you know? they're gonna reposition it as what it originally
2: was was this kind of center point for your family at home, where every like the, the I remember the um. You know the original uh, Dobutsu no Mori uh, when it when it came out, you know, it was uh, on the N64. Um, the commercials, the Japanese commercials, were all about like this handoff from mom to daughter to kid. It was really cool. Have
4: Sorry. I been playing it wrong this whole time? Yeah. I yeah. never want anybody touching my village. Yeah, like, I don't. Oh, really? I never
1: had that experience because I'm an it's, only child. Like that's I, the problem, I had right a I yeah, maybe
3: that's it. I had a roommate.
4: No, it and, must be the
1: whole world that's wrong. <laughs> uh.
3: I had a roommate, and we both lived in the same town in the game. And it was really funny because like I would wake up early and make a pot of coffee and like get all the fish and all the bugs and all the Mm -hmm. cool treasures around town and he would like stumble and hung over and be like can i play and i'd be like yeah but this is the town's beat for today man." (laughs) remember the the n64
2: and gamecube were not systems that you played online right so the entire concept of those games was you play in one village and the village is this persistent space that you invite
3: people to but they had to physically be at your house well there's been like a lot of sort of like i don't i don't know if like it's disappointment or anger or whatever it is around the fact that you can basically only have one island per console yes which means that there's like families who maybe do want to have their own town or their own island mm-hmm. and they can't um which i guess plays into what you're saying That's exactly it but it seems like a bizarre decision because it that would it's ultimately going to take a lot of hardware dollars out of their pockets you know so i i agree it is annoying in a way that They do this limitation, but that's
0: probably
1: a topic for later, right? Isn't yep, it? Yeah, it is. We'll be talking more <laughs> we'll about wait. Animal Crossing. Scooping later. ourselves Good. here. Yeah, we're doing it.
0: This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it, and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was.
1: a good movie, because Miyamoto wants more Nintendo movies. Specifically, he said, we should bring more Nintendo content to the field of video making during an investor's meeting translated by Siliconera. Era. Um, Miyamoto was originally against making more Nintendo movies, but after porting so many old games so many times, he thought movies might give them more longevity. Longevity? Longevity. Um, yeah. Longevity. Ah, I still can't talk today. It it's, might, okay. it's okay. It's been a hard time. I- <laughs> but he... It's not that he specifically wanted to make, for example, a Mario movie. It's that making a mario movie would expose more people to the ip and then maybe make get more interested in the games like very obviously and he also said they don't separate their ip development strategy like they don't huh. have if it's mario regardless if they're talking about cartoons or movies or games or what are it's all combined
4: i think i just think this is like such an interesting quote from from him specifically because i feel like even as recently as like my time at IGN on Nintendo Voice Chat we talked about how how Nintendo was not interested in doing this exact thing with mm-hmm. their properties right. remember i think it was around the time that there was that rumored legend of zelda like series netflix series still, yeah. that we had a conversation that was like Nintendo's not interested in in turning their IP into serialized mm-hmm. franchises and things like that and like this is such a complete 180 from that for like Miyamoto himself to be like oh actually you know what this is a great medium to introduce these characters to a whole different set of people that might not have been like in the same way that the original Smash Brothers introduced me to like a bunch of Nintendo characters that I was unfamiliar with at the time like this is an excellent opportunity to be like okay well we'll make these movies for kids that like Minions for kids that like Pixar films and then they'll say like, oh, this Mario guy seems pretty cool. We should check out the rest of his stuff.
3: Yeah. There was like a brief window in the sort of Wii U era where uh, I would say (laughs) seven out of 10 of the most popular video game franchises on earth were were not on a... On on Wii U, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there was like an entire new generation that was sort of just like like when when a, when something like the Wii U doesn't do well or the 3DS numbers slump a little bit, that's bad for Nintendo for a few years. But that's also bad in creating new versions of people like us, <laughs> who are like children that grew up with these recognizable characters and IPs that had you know nostalgia for them for decades. Mm-hmm. Like we all love Zelda and Mario because we grew up with it, sure do you know? And it's yeah. like I I wonder what that world would be like if you don't if you don't have some sort of representation those characters in your upbringing you I, f- know?
2: I feel like it's really you know the, the story you describe. everything goes back to the bad Mario movie right yeah. Nintendo was really worried about
4: look let things that we can't take back
2: movies based on their <laughs> franchise because of that specific movie and how powerless they felt with the direction and being able to kind of derail Hollywood right if you watch the movie The Player it's like this perfect example where like a young bright eyed director has an idea and then you can see how it's being kind of bastardized and turned into this horrible horror Hollywood movie and I, I think Nintendo experienced that firsthand and was really gun shy and then at the same time what happened with comic book movies didn't happen with game movies there was nobody who um, showed the template that the MCU did or even Tim Burton early on right where how you turn a comic book character into a movie right yeah and so they needed somebody to do it and honestly we don't talk about this much but the Angry Birds movie made money oh right it made it, em- enough money to
4: garner a sequel for sure. yeah. yeah
2: so those like not not Actually, like, big zeitgeist moments if they made money. And then the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, became the top-grossing video game movie of all time. I mean, Detective
4: Pikachu couldn't have been more of a home run. That that movie... Well, it could have made a billion, but... Well, um, sure. But, I mean, it it made an insane amount of money and also was so overwhelmingly positively reviewed. Mm -hmm.
1: I thought I heard... some people were disappointed at how it performed. Like, it performed extremely well, but not as well as they had hoped. I think it
2: right. was hoped that it would be the one to really break the curse. It, it passed, like, uh, the Tomb Raiders to, mm-hmm. uh, in Mortal Kombat to be the top-grossing game movie, but it didn't... It didn't beat five hundred million worldwide, for example, and people I think were expecting that based on the franchise. Right. But that said, so now I think Nintendo looks at also their core business as being a little bit more narrative driven than they used to. Like if you watch the Fire Emblem cutscenes, they're gorgeous, right? They're Mm -hmm. really well crafted. They look good, and you could imagine them just taking this approach with an anime series. Oh God! I would
1: love a Fire Fire Emblem 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 anime. 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 It's it's all tea
2: drinking. So good. Before Zelda, I love it. Um, Zelda is harder to do because yeah. of the quiet
3: protagonist, I think. Yeah,
1: like Fire Emblem already has established characters and personas. And-
3: oh, I know. I play Smash Brothers. They're all in there. <laughs> <laughs> all 40 of them. You know them you all. You know them. all about them. I just, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I would just really, really love like a, a really
2: well-done animated yeah. Zelda mm-hmm. show. And then there was already an F-Zero movie called Speed Racer, so we have that one.
4: Yeah. Actually, that was totally looked like it. Ooh, actually, that's actually that's based on a different IP yeah that oh, a fun fact mm-hmm. really yeah okay. fun fact. a lot of people don't know that about speed racer but not an original wachowski's uh, production that yeah. was uh, based on an old oh, uh, cartoon I thought, I thought he was making
3: a joke
1: oh yeah i, th- I thought he was making I'm was you were definitely making a joke, a joke. Yeah, oh, okay. i, was, I was, was like no it's it's based on the cartoon what are you getting, talking about <laughs> um
3: i wonder if they're sort of like watching not literally but watching from afar uh, how the sonic movie will perform this Valentine's I'm, Day. I'm
1: interested.
4: I think that I think I think that Sonic movie is going to be a home run. I
3: really? think that I think really? it's going to be a box
4: office smash. Yeah. Really?
2: I think Especially it's going to be a big deal.
1: Fixed it. I think yeah. it
2: could go either way. But so yeah. we, we covered, Ralph I think was more um was another good success we, that I we think anything so like, uh,
4: like the Sonic movie had sold pre-sale tickets I th- I want to say 43 million dollars worth of pre-sale tickets for opening weekend and Detective Pikachu sold around <laughs> 50 to 52 million so it's within that same ballpark okay. like it's it's lining up to be like a pretty smashing success um, man I'm wow. curious. So I mean I think it's definitely like gonna you think maybe not be a great film
2: rocket yeah. to the finish line do you think it has legs? I think it will well, go fast. <laughs> yeah? Do you think it'll break the sound barrier?
1: Gotta go fast. So I have a question for you guys. So we know these movies are coming out, but what do you think would be the best Nintendo IP that would become a movie adaption and the worst?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, Fire Emblem best, honestly, because it's, it's like it is every anime series out there it's like the relationship the banter the battle the crazy dragons all that stuff I think that one is really the most perfect one that is the easiest to do and not muck up mm-hmm.
4: um, I think uh, Metroid best uh, in the style of Netflix's Castlevania series where it's like no, that's uh, a, a, a more action driven anime and less like mm-hmm. Like not that Castlevania isn't character focused, but yeah, uh, and I think worse uh, Mario Tennis. Nobody I, wants a Mario Tennis movie. I Ooh. think Metroid
3: would totally work as like a a Mandalorian style show where yeah. they shoot it on those giant televisions.
4: That's a better comparison. She's carrying like,
3: a baby Metroid.
4: Yeah, I think that's a better no. comparison
3: than, than that the sips Castlevania. Tea once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the worst would be Doctor Mario. Oh, <laughs> you know, sorry. Like a hospital show? <laughs> yeah, that would be. <laughs> be that would kind bad of bad hilarious, movie? actually.
1: If you had like really just funny shorts of yeah. Dr. Mario just Look, treating the people weird are denizens. Yeah, of the people mushroom are dying. And he's like, oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, poisoned.
2: Um, the the one everybody wants, of course, is the proper Zelda and with like it's
1: so hard. I think that would be the high spectacle,
2: you know, realistic like awesome creatures and stuff. But that one is so difficult to get mm-hmm.
4: right. I, I think, think I think that because you know everybody sort of has their own interpretation of Link because Link is essentially just a vessel for the player. Yeah, that it'd be so hard to please any audience to put him on screen and give him dialogue or give him a personality because. Somebody would feel alienated by it. Like, that's yeah. not how he would be. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think you just have I to make him that way. You just
3: have to make yeah. him so he doesn't talk and everybody else does. How? Like, that would be so impossible in a two hour film.
1: I mean, The Witcher barely talks.
3: Yeah, this is what I'm saying. He the does Witcher... say the F word a lot, though, which is cool. So, <laughs> yeah. maybe, which like, Link could the do too. Yeah. Um, The the Witcher has more lines He could say hi Yeah, The
4: Witcher also does a lot of sex Are you thinking maybe maybe Link should do a lot of sex? I'm confused Maybe
3: Uh, (laughs) It's lonely out there in that field
2: That one's tough to do and I also think actually movies like Pikmin like a movie based on Pikmin would be difficult to do like those characters don't have that kind of that that love where people go oh i get it this is mario i gotta go see it or sonic um i think we, it's the Minions to is do literally
3: this. like a billion dollar franchise about grunting little things
2: that's right <laughs> that don't but, speak but it also came like it there was an opening for a movie like that to come in and succeed um remember shrek quietly went away and all i try and, not to remember mm, shrek yeah. my friend um you always struck me as a little Shrek-like. I, you know, I met someone Sense of humor-wise. I met someone
1: recently whose favorite video game ever was the Shrek game on, Shrek 2 on the PS2.
3: Oh, the, not the Xbox really? one? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: She said she played it 100 at it multiple times.
3: It was at the only video game she ever played.
1: No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a weird favorite. In my it
4: opinion, is, right? it's the like, best video game ever made.
3: Best food I ever ate was out of this garbage, but it's
2: also the oh only gosh. food I ever ate. Did you, by the way, do you get uh, s- small uh, tangent? But do you guys know the best video game movies that aren't actually based on a video game? Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. No, Train mm-hmm. to Busan. That's the perfect Resident Evil movie. It's like a train oh. car infested by zombies yeah, a train after train car, and great. each train car is a puzzle that they need to solve. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and then the second one is the raid, which is yeah. actually level based. They're fighting themselves. Uh, <laughs>
3: the Mandalorian is and extremely down. video game yep. Yeah, you well, that you is basically very video Get like ice too, yeah. missiles and upgrades. That's yeah.
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He goes and trades in this stuff right. Right. Yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's right.
3: Exactly. Yeah. He grinds for loot and gets upgrades. That's pretty good.
1: No, I think I agree with you guys. I think Metroid would make an awesome just Just one movie. long
4: escort mission also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh.
1: Zelda would be the most difficult, the worst, uh, trying to make Mario Kart interesting. Actually, you know what? Mario, 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 Mario Kart might be pretty fine, good. actually. Mario Kart might be now pretty how do good. Now that they think about Ma- Mario cars.
2: Party. Not, not that I love
3: the Cars Mario movies, Party showed they you showed know that what they you can, can do Mario I don't Kart.
1: know. There's actually a lot of potential in these Nintendo IPs.
3: Yeah. A Mario Party movie sounds uh, uh, insane. If Maybe if you shot it like that movie Game Night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, gosh. I bet the Mario movie is going to have a
2: Mario Kart sequence in it where they get into little carts. Maybe. Yeah.
1: I guess we'll just have to wait until the Mario Party <laughs> movie comes out and then we can talk about it. We're
3: not getting a Mario Party movie.
1: How do you know? How do you know, Brian?
3: Because it would be like forty hours long, <laughs> <laughs> and it'd you be, wait a lot for people to roll dice. Yeah, get a
1: drinking it'll be fine.
3: I love if like, if you like went to buy tickets early for like the best seats. They'd be like, "Sorry, you didn't get them because somebody else landed on four spaces <laughs> and they get the best seats, and you get kicked out of the theater." Still <laughs> salty
1: about our damn plan. right. Um, but hey, Brian so we got some good news that has nothing to do with Mario Party. Um, so earlier this week, Platinum uh, tweeted out. Hashtag Platinum 4 and a website and it's basically a series of challenges for Platinum Games. People were tweeting out about maybe a Guard 4 and my hopes were very quickly dashed because the first is not Guard. It is a launch of a wonderful one on one remastered Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. and it has already reached more than a million. So mm-hmm. they've already reached their goals, and yeah, two million. Too. We get
4: a PS4 version, right? I think but that's I think yeah. already, the
1: milestone was. Yeah,
4: or maybe a PS4 million version. was PS4 yeah. version. Yeah. I think a million was a PS4
3: version.
1: We have the Switch, Steam, PS4 PC, versions, plus the new Time Attack mode.
3: Uh, I think it was 500K for PS4. Oh, really? Even better. A million right. was to uh, do a- you to check now. A yeah. million was to do a bunch of content. Um, I Regardless, wanna- yeah. Wonderful 101 is
4: a very unique like character action game from a company that is known for making character action games. I think it's really exciting that this is coming to the Switch because it didn't really get a shot on the Wii U. Right. Yeah. And this is a Nintendo-published game, so I do think that it's very interesting that Nintendo was like, you know what? Go ahead and put that on the PlayStation. Right.
3: You know, yeah. Or go ahead and put that in Kickstarter. Yeah. So
2: it's mm-hmm. fifty thousand for Switch version. If you're not familiar with Kickstarter, you basically pay for a project to be realized. There's a risk that it might not happen. I'm a super backer. I've backed many projects, and only one hasn't uh, come through. So it's it's pretty safe. Call them time. out. What is it? It was this wooden dominoes game where the <laughs> creators just went quiet and oh. now have all nasty. Bad business reports. Mm. Anyway, fifty thousand for a switch uh, version, two hundred fifty thousand for a Steam version. Aggregate of people, you know, uh, spending their money. You, you obviously get the game when you <laughs> spend your money. Uh, five hundred thousand for PS4 version, one million for Time Attack, one point five million for Lucas First Mission, a brand new 2D side-scrolling adventure, one point seven five million for a Remix soundtrack, and they are at one point three million already.
3: Nice. Yeah, I, I will say the, the thing about Kickstarter that I think they changed in the last couple of years is watching the numbers sort of dynamic. Yeah go up spin it is, up it's so cool to see uh-huh. um this is also really weird because i wonder if platinum went to nintendo and said can we have fifty thousand dollars to port this game to switch and they said no a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent this happened which is odd because I, I mean nintendo could have essentially bought uh exclusivity for this thing for 50k and instead they kind of usurped that and went to the crowdfunding route and now it's over at a million it's coming to steam ps4 i i don't know that i have a feeling platinum wanted to uh, wanted to retain the license
2: and didn't want to give away another one. Because, um, you know, they, they see their future as being platform agnostic.
4: Right. Well, they like, right? they earlier, or late last year, I guess, they inked a deal with Tencent. Yeah. Um, and uh, that offered them the ability to also, they they made this announcement that they also wanted to move into publishing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So I think it's really interesting that rather than self-publish, they did a Kickstarter for this game. Mm-hmm.
2: Um it was, I I do think it was born out of frustration that they couldn't get someone to back them and give them the funding to port this. Could yeah. be. And then they said, well, let's
4: try the fan route. And like that, that worked. Which is astronomical because like, I liked Wonderful 101 quite a bit. Uh, I think that it got pretty m- middling review scores kind of across the board. But there's this weird, super dedicated Wonderful 101 fandom out there that I had no idea was the case. Yeah. I'd give it
1: an
2: anticipation rating. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. <laughs>
4: mm. For me, yeah. okay. not
2: that the game is a 6 out of 10. But like, it's like how I'm excited like, you I'm are. I'm not that excited to what replay it. What does that
4: it? convert to on a scale of Alt- altanos? Six altanos. Okay, out of, out of ten altanos, it's a lot. Yeah, okay. that's too much. It's right
3: now, it's a one. Mama mia. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I do appreciate how transparent they were on their Kickstarter about uh the ten cent deal and like mm-hmm. were, like this had this was sort of like in the work in the works that prior happened. to yeah, that we don't yeah. have, we're not using that money for this so thank you um yeah and I I kind of was like looking at this being like wow that's an insane amount of money for a, a game like you know the way you're describing Zach it's sort of like. I didn't really think it had this passion of an audience. And I was thinking like if they did a Kickstarter for Wind Waker on Switch... Like I drop like 150 bucks in, in a half a oh, second. Oh, for
1: the extra stuff.
3: Yeah, you know yeah. I, they're like, oh, there's a new island and a hat or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, here's my money. <laughs> it, it is. I, I think Kickstarter
2: is a kind of a cool model to gauge fan interest in in a port because there's risk for a smaller studio mm-hmm. to port something and then it gets disappears into the e shop or, or whatever mm-hmm. and like doesn't sell. And this basically, you know, gives you the confidence that the audience is there, gives you the money to port it. Um, I think be a really cool model for some older games that might not be shoe-in ports. For example, they made Mad World. Remember that game, oh, yeah. right? Like, there oh, are yeah. all these games where you don't know if anybody's going to play them nowadays, and they could gauge that. Yeah. I also,
3: I do like the idea of Kickstarters for products that are already basically completed because the, A, like, turnaround time is quicker, and, B, you know that you're actually getting something. Yeah, Like, this game exists. It's finished. S-
4: yeah, I was going to say, speaking of turnaround time, like... That game is coming in April. Like they yeah. announced that Kickstarter. It yeah. got fully funded. And also, like they're in the Fine print, It's like, oh yeah, you'll have this game by April of 2020.
3: Yep. Which it's makes like, me makes me think like it was ready to go already. Oh yeah. And they just It must have been. Um I do sort of like ethically have some issue with like not not specifically this one, but it does feel odd to see like Bigger and bigger companies right. adopting yeah. this uh, business model that was primarily built for independent content creators and, and game developers and musicians, artists and stuff like that. Um, I do like I do think that Nintendo couldn't come out and be like Wind Waker yeah. on well, Switch. Yeah, but in the Chick-fil- same Star- way, Pokemon. And in
4: the same way that yeah. in the same way that you've <laughs> oh seen <my> <laughs> crowdfunding <laughs> platforms like um, Patreon move away from uh, focusing on bajillion small money makers. Kickstarter has gone the same route in that they focus on their, their folk primary focus now is on like bigger campaigns, uh, fewer, bigger campaigns. Right? Yeah. So in that regard, this kind of does make sense because it is like a mid tier company coming and saying like, we don't have the, the yeah. financial, uh, we don't have the finances to make this happen on our own. We can't you know Nintendo doesn't want to partner so like let's take right. to the fans and see if they their the interest is that. and it is in the spirit of Kickstarters right there are one product I
2: backed and our producer uh, Mr. Borba here did too is the Dark Tower um, project it's a tabletop game with an electronic tower based on an old Milton Bradley game from the 80s that I own and love and it's like it wouldn't have been possible for that concept to come back on its own and so we're finding more Kickstarters um, where especially tabletop companies are adapting old games that are out of print and wouldn't come back and i i see these ports as something similar like if you don't want that game you don't have to back it right uh, you can rely that people are super excited about it. we'll back it and then it'll find its way into the store no, it's before awesome. this cool how is,
4: long before the wonderful 101 uh tabletop game that yeah,
2: would have a lot of year? little miniatures, yeah, like, one hundred and one yeah. pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, t- oh, t-
3: to be clear, I have I have like no moral objection with this Kickstarter specifically at this company. I just d- I love it. I, yeah, I do th- I do think it will reach a point where there will be pushback, where bigger and bigger companies will attempt this, and like you just said, like Nintendo being like paywalling, getting the extra Pokemon mm-hmm. would over.
1: blow well. stuff up. That but Nintendo not- will never... A company
4: like Nintendo will never need to do this. No. You know what I mean? Like, Nintendo yeah. wouldn't even fathom starting a Kickstarter. Right. It is specifically for these, like, mid-level companies. I do think it's a little weird that, like... Tencent, the richest company in the world you know, buys into Platinum but Platinum still needs to do a Kickstarter for this right. you know, and then also put a disclaimer in there like fine print that's like, by the way, this has nothing to do with Tencent. Yeah, there, I mean, may have been a, there may have been an
2: exclusivity clause of some fashion where a non-compete was in place mm-hmm. where they couldn't take Wonderful 101 to Xbox or Playstation right, right? Right. or Tencent Who no, knows? It, or maybe it they yeah.
1: wanted to retain control of their property and maybe they, their potential funders wanted them to do things with it that they didn't want to yeah. yeah,
3: which I'm totally okay with. Totally no, it does remind me of when Sony PlayStation had the Shenmue three announcement Kickstarter during their E3 press conference. That was right? weird. That which was is weird. like the amount of money that gets thrown in an E3 press conference in a booth could have and- funded that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I mean, like ultimately, fans got that game, and I believe they're happy with it for the most part. Um, and so, yeah, it is. It's just an interesting conversation. I, I find it. I find it very fascinating how many bigger and bigger companies are jumping into the system.
4: But what about the game itself?
3: Which one? What do we
4: feel about Wonderful One O One?
3: Oh, um, I mean I did you like it? Not really. Honestly, to be
4: totally You honest. liked it. I like I like platinum games. I have a soft spot yeah, for yeah. Platinum games and this is like a very like PG version of it's very different from a, like a bayonetta or a vanquish in that you control like an army of characters and it's like yeah, I loved the idea of it and the
2: look of it, and then honestly, playing it, I didn't have that much fun. Same but here. it sounds like they're
4: they're kind of streamlining it too. So yeah. they're spending time. It's probably ported already. They're spending time it, making it better. It needs so. a better tutorial for yeah. sure, because like I think the biggest complaint that I heard about that game is that you don't know how to play it until you're about three quarters of the way the, into it. Like, the yeah. only
1: time I ever played this, I was. It was actually a preview event for the Wii U, and wow, I, I know and i That's had crazy. no idea what i was doing.
4: Casey was 14.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was so long ago. I tricked them into thinking i was of age. But um it's not true. I was i was 21, it was fine. Um but we gave it originally a 7.4 by we, i mean IGN, and it was flawed but eminently likable. The wonderful 101 is a charming, boisterous and deceptively complex action game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like
3: look forward to seeing it again.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And so, I, I
3: I'll definitely give it another shot.
1: Yeah, I think I will, too. So look out for three more announcements from Platinum in the coming... I don't know. They weren't I, I'm really assuming this is a run-up to E3, right? Yeah.
4: Like, I, I'm guessing that these four announcements will drop. Like, Do you think they'll all up, be Kickstarters or no? No, I don't think so. I, one of them's got to be Bayonetta 3. One of them has to be mm-hmm. something about Bayonetta. Like, we haven't heard about that game in so long what if they... outside of the fact that, like, oh, still happening. but I mean, a release date would be a perfect announcement. What if for... they
1: Kickstart Scalebound?
4: Well, so there was talk about that this week, like Microsoft even went on the record to say that they they didn't have. I don't want to get it wrong, so I don't want to quote it. But Mm. there was there was a lot of conversation about scale bound coming back into the conversation as a platinum only thing without Microsoft's involvement, Mm. because right now I think that's what what is holding up any further conversation is the fact that Microsoft Microsoft was. P- paying Platinum to build that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Microsoft o- maybe owns the rights to that IP. They own the
3: thrown away. This product. isn't an Xbox yeah. podcast. I don't yeah. know. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I my hunch is that, that they stopped bankrolling that game because they, the quality wasn't to the standards. I mean, mm-hmm.
4: we saw it. I saw it in Osaka in 2015, and it was certainly like an interesting concept. right? But, it, it, you know, that game was supposed to come out, I think, six months after we were visiting and they would only show us the opening area and they wouldn't let us play it and so like we yeah, once you go back to osaka and check it out now yeah maybe
2: i
3: will we'll check it out. we uh we covered the rumor a couple of years ago on this show was it yeah. last year that it was no we potentially did actually cut a switch yeah, I yeah. That. um i don't know that i'd be into that that's conversation a cool one again
1: i will always entertain the rumors of scalebound and yeah uh, you can, you know why. Anyway, song for some quick news. <laughs> just wanted to go through <laughs> just a little bit. Um, there is Saints Row 4 reelected is coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 27th. It's a current gen port of the 2013 game. It includes 25 pieces of DLC and it scored a 7.8. Some Some ports, some ports,
4: I understand. Wonderful 101, Makes sense. Yeah, some ports completely baffle me. Like, like why Saints Saints Row? It's what? fun
2: as hell. Popular open world game that can now easily run on the there,
3: Switchy. There's a there's a GTA shaped hole on on the Switches. Okay, so, yeah that's fair. Okay, like this is the perfect opportunity for these guys to come in. Obviously, that means Saints Row three is yeah, enough. You're right. I'm um, absolutely uh, incorrect in this regard. You're
1: you good. hit the nail. We on the finally deck. established that. Yeah. Jeremy thinks it's uh, a
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> the best Sandbox. You know, I, ever. I gotta, you got some secrets. Time today.
4: out. Let me address this. Let me address this. <laughs> <laughs> Because like I several times I've gotten the comment in the comment section like you know it seems like Zach is like really rude to Pear. I think it's the other <laughs> way around. Pear is constantly burning me on this show right? and I just wanna say that Pear is an old man that lives at the office.
2: Hey, I just wanna make sure that everybody knows this is not a thing. It's just a <laughs> stupid joke.
1: That's They're mean. just always fighting. <laughs>
2: both yeah, of you, no, I, both I, of you guys I, are old men that live, live at the office.
1: I fought, he's right. He's I, right.
2: I, I saw. I saw that comment, and you know, like Zach's really mean. And
4: I'm like, I, I, I can make this much well, worse. It used to happen. It used to happen to Jared Petty all the time on GameScooper. Yeah. where they'd be like, "Everybody on the panel hates Jared Petty," and like, Green it dish. was so baffling. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Hey, all good. I digress.
2: Yeah. I don't love him, but I tolerate him. Also, so Jared,
1: <laughs> Zach.
2: Oh. I think that's his name, Zach?
1: Zach? Zach Gary?
2: Ryan. Good, 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 good. Keep going. Don't let us derail you. <laughs> so,
1: you can look for this later this week. I did a full unboxing of the Pokemon Center uh, Bear Walker skateboard. It's a collaboration between those two companies. That skateboard is awesome. I opened it up in the office, a huge crowd. I
4: think there's a collection around. Of them, right? There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's
1: a Pikachu one, and there's also going to be Gengar, Gyarados, Charizard, and Mewtwo. And these things are amazing. They are carved wooden skateboards. They don't have um, deck tape because the wood carving makes it so that you grip onto it without it. It is honestly a work of art. It is beautiful. People couldn't stop touching it, but no one would stand on it because it was too pretty.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Casey's going to learn to do a kickflip. I I don't think these these boards are specifically for, I, I don't know, can you do that on a longboard? On a cruiser?
2: Yeah, that's not how
3: that works.
1: Yeah. I you don't have think to have so.
4: big
3: calves. You go you, you, go, you can. Big,
1: big strong calves.
3: You go, to, you go to Tony Hawk's house and tell him you can't do a kickflip on a longboard. Tony Hawk will laugh in your face. Do I look like Tony face.
1: Hawk to you? <laughs> not really, no. Next up so you can look up for a full unboxing of that and article later this week. But We've already covered this a little bit. I'm sure everyone listening or watching this already knows, but there's an Animal Crossing Switch special edition. Who baby. And from Joshua Oxman, he wants to know, will you trade in your current Switch for the new Animal Crossing Switch? And will you give Tom Nook your sweet, <laughs> sweet money? <laughs>
4: He doesn't need it. I've been in a glass cage of emotion about this
2: particular it's been switch. A saga. Yeah. So to be completely honest, I would have just bought the Joy-Con
3: because I like the minty fresh toothpaste Joy-Con, right? Shockwave. Um I like the dock. So do you want to work out a deal? Because I don't Ooh. want the I don't want the minty fresh Joy-Con. I just want the dock. The dock? Are you team- serious? Yeah, Maybe we'll
2: have to team up. Anyway, in Japan they sell the Joy-Con separately, but only through a Nintendo store and service. So I don't know if I can get them. And so I kind of parked my money on the special edition because you don't, um, a, you don't have
3: a man in japan i have a daughter in japan?
2: japan but like it's it, there's no guarantee that you can get through like some uh, of that stuff gets back ordered
3: and then just disappears no and i want to i want to put an yeah. offer on the table for either you or like an nvc fan that i will trade my regular switch and some cash for your animal crossing dock not my regular switch my no, regular dock. there you go yeah oh. i don't want to trade a system for a dot and just have two dock. But
0: see i don't want
2: but. I don't want to have to buy the system and then get some janky ass dock. That
3: doesn't sound like a good deal. It's not janky. It's beautiful. It's like black. wait, you're making somebody else pay and then you get the So there is somebody listening to the show who wants the Animal Crossing switch but they don't want the dock. And they so I want to work And to they, they want, want a regular dock? Yeah, I'll like I'll an, an old scratched so up so like why it. dock.
0: It's not scratched. Okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> this sounds like I thought we were going to go It's a
3: console that gets scratched.
2: I thought we were going to go like half sees on it and I get the Joy-Con and why would I pay one
3: hundred fifty dollars for a dock with stickers on it? Well, you get the you get the main unit too, long battery life switch. Oh, I get the main unit too. Yeah. So wait, that means you're. Oh, I'm he getting a good deal. He just wants
1: the Joy-Con. Yeah. I'm
3: getting a very good deal. Mm, I have to think this through. They'll figure it no, out.
1: No, you already
2: committed. <laughs> uh, when but I this, get
4: the HDMI cable, no. Okay. When this when this was announced, I'm just like when this was announced, our office it was like that that GIF where it was like, "Oh, it's happening!" Yeah. Okay, nobody panic. It was like everybody was losing their minds. And like, I like Animal Crossing quite a bit, and uh, I I I have. Looked at this Switch so much, and then, you know, we have our IGN Deals account, and Seth from our IGN Deals account was like, okay, it's back on sale, it's not sold out, and I bought one, I pre-ordered one, and then I canceled my pre-order, because I was like, I don't need to spend $300 on this. My yeah, Switch yeah. sits behind my TV, and I barely ever use it in handheld Fair mode, enough. so like, yeah. yeah, but It's a very pretty-looking Switch. It's cool, I, and I it sold out fast. Yeah. We, uh, we,
2: we have this IGN Deals Twitter account. The moment we put it up, boom, it was gone again, yeah. so
1: and uh, might so, come back.
2: So, part of it, I'm going to keep my pre order regardless until I know what's what. And mm-hmm. I'm going well, to try and get now? the Japanese. <sighs>
1: I don't but, know. Yeah. You can always keep it. And then if you decide last minute that you don't want it, you could be that savior who resells it at cost to someone who really wants it and didn't get the chance to buy it.
2: That's true. Yeah, that'd a be a good scalper. That'd be a yeah. nice a good, thing a nice to do. Scalper. A good, nice yeah. scalper.
1: I did that with my Monster Hunter 3DS because I brought both the special Monster Hunter Edition and the Majora's Mask Edition because mm. I couldn't make a decision at that moment. And then I sold it at cost. Yeah. I feel like I have okay, okay karma from that.
2: Anyway, it, it looks good. The, if you didn't, if you didn't actually look at the back, it has a uh, themed back plate. Yeah, so it's, cool. it, it's not a standard switch like uh, the ones that only came out in Japan. It has some it has uh, some texture and figures. Any on it? excuse to it.
4: flex this Dragon Quest switch? No, no,
2: know, because right. that, but, because that really hasn't pretty. happened in the U.S. yet. They yeah. did it with Disney and with Dragon Quest in Japan. We have you have the Disney one too. So you have yeah. the Sumsum one too. I may have that. He,
1: yes, of course he does. Yeah. So moving on. Sakurai also thinks there are too many Fire Emblem characters in Smash, um, as posted by (laughs) Ryo Well, it's a little late now. (laughs) It is. Um, A column in Japanese magazine, Famitsu, um, he discussed... The current situation, as you put it, with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's character roster, he said, "I know it is well. There are too many Fire Emblem characters and too many swordsmen. But when something's decided, I move ahead with it." <laughs> it's
3: I this read is like that Eric Andre meme where he's shooting Hannibal <laughs> Burris, and it's like, who shot, who shot this guy? I read the I read the quotes
2: uh, from Famitsu, and it's like it's obvious. Even Famitsu <laughs> thought, "Wow, he's being way too frank here." Like the the editor had a comment at the bottom. He said something like, "I laughed at this, but I was wondering." is Sakurai doing what he loves doing? or like, <laughs> right. like, does he actually want to make this game? Like, it he says these things going like, yeah, you know, like, I don't get to pick
4: my personal favorites. Nintendo tells me what to do and I fall in line. Like, yeah, that's I mean, that, I that's like. the thing that he said in this interview as well. He's like, look, yeah. I, you know, I don't pick these characters. Like, Nintendo just tells me what to make and I, that's my job, so I make it. I mean, he's probably out of characters to
2: pick, right? Like, all
4: of his favorites are probably in this game because he
2: had that decision-making yeah. power for many, many years and, you know, there are too many Fire Emblem characters. Yeah. I think we all agree.
1: Yeah. We can all agree on at least that one good. thing. So there are new games out this week, not another Fire Emblem. But let me let me know if any of you guys have any comments on any mm-hmm. of these. Uh, Tom Marks, who's not on the show, was nice enough to fill this out for me and give me some descriptions so I can share them all with you. Um, first up is the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics out on February 4th for $20. Uh, I bought that. Hair bought that.
4: Bad news. <laughs>
1: Bad news.
2: I, um, IGN
1: gave it a five.
2: Yeah, so I can see why, but I, I, I'm going to stick with it for a while. It okay. feels like, it's like Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, like kind of, it's not isometric, but isometric kind of viewpoint, not top down like Fire Emblem um, game. Uh, where you move specific units and attack the opponents and you upgrade your characters. It looks pretty. It's based on a really great Netflix Dark Crystal show. I'm a big fan of the original movie. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was really good. Um, some of some of that appeal is lost because you're going from Jim Henson, you know, puppets to uh, a fairly generic looking game with characters. The problem is the interface in this game. And like, when you play a game like Fire Emblem, you don't realize all the the evolution and the thought process that went into it. You pick a character and you can just drag the path and and hit the button. And when you're next to an opponent, it auto-selects attack. It becomes this really fast flow. and it makes it mm-hmm. easy. In this game, it's like you click on a character and a ring command opens up and you have to manually select move. Then the tiles light mm-hmm. up. Then you move into it and you hit the button again. Then you hit the button to open the ring command. Then you select attack from the ring command. It's just very cumbersome. Right and like with a little bit more thought put into it, it would have felt better. Now that said, the like it looks nice, it sounds good. Yes, the Chamberlain is in it, is in it, makes this horrible whining like hmm, noises and all that. And so I'm gonna stick with it, play it a little bit more. But right off the bat, the interface, I, I hope they patch it and just make it easier.
4: Does it follow the story of the Netflix series? It exactly. Ugh.
2: So it follows the story exactly. So, you know, some people might be hoping for something original and new. Um, So, uh, but, you know, it it tells the story with little just kind of pop up stills and text and stuff.
4: So this might be a weird question, but uh, when you boot up the game, do you see a Netflix splash screen? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Really, uh, there, there I'm curious if this is like the same deal as the Stranger Things game yeah, yeah, from last no, year. You know, like if it's a Netflix tie-in thing.
3: There was definitely. I mean, uh, it's o- said obviously, like, it is. But it's, there are now yeah. multiple Netflix games on Switch, and no Netflix on. Yeah, Switch. what is up? Yeah, we,
1: we'll have that comment. It after. did have the Netflix. <laughs> logo endlessly in the frustrating. It did. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I would love Netflix on my Switch. Anyway, it's not.
2: I'm I'm not ready to call it a complete dud yet. But yeah, the interface stuff is kind of hard to overcome.
1: We will revisit this topic Mm -hmm. next week. Um, Also out this week on the fourth for fifty dollars is Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game three. (laughs) Finally, Uh, third game. Tom just left this note in all caps. I have no idea. (laughs) I agree with you, but Luke in our from our Australia office actually gave it a seven, which means it's good. Yeah, this
3: completes the storyline from the last two. I couldn't. (laughs) Look, you really got to play those first two this, uh this, Monster Energy Supercross games yeah, before you get into you got back a flat it. tire at the end of the last game and this picks up right Right.
2: There there are actually there's a surprising amount of really good motorcycle and and cross uh motocross games. So know. what is this
4: game like a trials kind of thing? Okay.
2: Yeah. No, more not 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 like downhill um Yeah, that's what they sound like. <laughs> yeah. You do that noise again?
3: No. Just kidding, don't. No, I'm, I'm
2: self-confident. Do somebody clip that. that out. I'm going to do that for the entire next episode. So, But but there have been a, a couple of these that are quality stuff, and, and Luke knows his stuff, so um, I'm still not going
4: to play it.
1: I just had the most <laughs> stupid revelation. No. i share it with you all. I just realized why Disney's Motocross is named that.
4: <laughs> because it's a Motocross
1: film? Yeah, about um, a girl who dresses up as a guy to be able to compete because they don't allow women. Oh.
4: Uh, well that's like you got never title. I got you there. got there. Yeah. I got there.
1: It took good. you it took you
4: 19 years I was, but you figured it out. I was
1: 11 when it came out and I thought, well, motocross, yeah, that makes sense. They're doing the motocrossing. I they think, have motocross.
2: I think the problem with motocross is that there're too have, many we, we motocross. keep saying that word. No, there're too many bikes and not enough nights <laughs> <The> in it. <laughs> the
3: I keep saying you motocross. Know. No. This is a like world record for the amount of times.
4: Past
1: tense of motocross.
3: They have motocrossed, <laughs> in fact.
1: Like, maybe they will motocross in Knights and Bikes also out on the six. That's
4: right. Um, this game is finally out. I can't believe it. We have had this game at every live show for, like, E3 and, Bikes. and Gamescom <laughs> since I've been at IGN. I feel like, yeah, I, this game has been such a long time coming. I'm glad that it's out and that it's good. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, Tom also likes it and he says it's a really lovely co-op story adventure <laughs> game about two little kid friends exploring an island for treasures. Shocking
3: that Tom Sounds would call something very lovely. very bow type yeah. to me, but oh, It's a I'll lovely a game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs> Goodness.
3: That's how you use the show every week, just helicopters out. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> um, Also out this week on the 6 for $17 is Kunai, which is a very stylish and cool action platformer. Uh, Tom played it at E3 and really dug it. Any... He-
4: uh, I just I know that kunai are the knives. Yeah, I remember seeing this yeah, at E3, and uh, yeah, I, I I didn't get to play it, but I think it's cool. <laughs> cool looking game.
1: And lastly, we have the Turing Test out on the seventh. Uh, I it got it's for twenty dollars, and we reviewed it, and it got a seven. It's a first person puzzler in space, but it's very well reviewed on Steam. Nice. I
4: Turing Test is the name is of a game good. that I've heard many times, yes. but I don't know anything about. Love a good puzzler.
1: Is, it, is, yeah, is, 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 the, is the Turing Test the, the robot? The robot test? Is that what that test is? The Turing, Turing
2: test is well not spelled like this. No. Is uh from World War World War One, right? Uh World War Two, sorry. Hold on a second. We're gonna Turing figure test. it out. Methods of what No, this, yeah yeah, this is from Alan Turing. That's yeah. right. This is the whole like uh yeah, is decrypting it the Nazi yeah. Enigma machine yeah. thing. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Turing test.
1: I totally yeah. got that. Sorry, I, I could have answered this question, called,
4: like, but I was <laughs> laughing about the word puzzle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So we've already talked about Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance tactics a little bit. What what else is everyone playing this week?
4: Um, I started Kentucky Route Zero uh, after last week's show. I've played the first chapter, uh, just the first chapter, which is about an hour and a half. But man, I'm super into that game. It is beautiful and weird, and I'm really interested in playing through the rest of that.
3: Sweet. Yep. What about you, Brian? Uh, just Bloodborne on PS4. Yeah. Sorry, Again? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. I'm in like a weird January, February I'm phone. I am also playing Bloodborne. I just want to fight those monsters. <laughs> yeah, beat up those wolves and such. You know? uh, well,
1: I'm, I'm playing Monster Hunter, so you know what? I can't say We're all anything. really doing our thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I was traveling a ton and I <laughs> played Grindstone on my oh, my iPhone. Yeah, oh, It's so good. Grindstone's it's, great. Oh, I just can't stop playing it. I so I spent a it. lot of time on it. I, I had my Switch with me, but I kept on playing Grindstone and not not That'll getting happen. my Switch out. And then I'll, obviously Dark Crystal and I'll, I'll report back on how that's shaping up.
4: Uh, I'm also still playing Smash quite heavily. Yep.
1: I also started Thronebreaker at The Witcher Tales. We talked about that a lot last week, so I won't get into it, but I'm really liking it a lot. There are so many RPG systems and I made a choice last night that made me really upset. I had to Ugh. put it down. Wow. You have, to, you have to make decisions that have consequences. And I oh. was like, oh, yeah, this seems fine. And the outcome was way worse than what I thought it was.
2: But that's like the Witcher side story sometimes. Yeah. You're like, oh, no,
1: I didn't mean that. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, she's like, I <sighs> I just am so flabbergasted at how terrible it was. Well, what, maybe the this outcome? game is yeah, not but for you. Yeah, what the outcome you. was. I just have to live with it. That sounds kinda cool. I maybe I should okay.
4: try it. I gotta get over my, my dislike of card i RPGs. Yeah.
1: I have too much empathy or for Gwent zeros specifically. and ones in video games. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard.
4: Love to see the numbers go up.
1: And now it's time for Zach's favorite game. Question, Question block. block. We're doing oh, it. I thought answering you guys were questions about a game. Um, I also want to take a moment to thank our assistant, Logan Plant. Thank you so much for your help so far with everything. He's been helping with the run of show and putting the show together and inserting um, those ads you've been hearing for us so we don't have to do it. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. What a champ. Thank um, you.
3: See, that's how you do a moment pair. I thought that so was... You let it breathe in all that, you know? Yeah. Give the guy some love, and they just appreciates it. Okay. i will steal should. it out of the air from him. Okay, you know? I, can't, I can't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this first question is from Brenton Belcher, and he says, Honk! The goose from Untitled Goose Game just showed up at the IGN office to terrorize the unsuspecting NVC crew. What does the goose steal from each member of the podcast? Each member of the podcast has to answer for another, so you can't choose what the goose would steal from yourself.
2: <sighs> okay. Each member of the podcast has to answer for another. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. What is still from Zach?
2: Okay. Go from ahead. Zach, it would steal one ridiculously oversized sweatshirt.
1: I don't think it's that. It's, why are you so mean to Zach there? Wait, you don't have anything. <laughs> oh, no. You don't like have the, anything at your
2: too? desk. Well, maybe your yeah. old Ubisoft access card or something. I
4: quit.
3: <laughs> I quit the show. I quit the show. Somebody, I quit the office. There's like it. a tent on the floor. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Balloon what is go from Zach?
2: Do you don't think Ubisoft access card is a good one? That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, just, uh, yeah I don't think you can know. get back in there with we'll that. We'll leave that one. Fine. From, from Brian it would be all the boba fets.
3: Those are Max's. Oh, no, those are Max's? yeah, I don't care. Sorry, Brian.
1: The toys on his side of the desk. Yeah,
3: I got plenty of toys on my side of the desk. What do
4: you Brian's got? been he... rocking this hat a lot lately, and I think the goose would steal the hat. You yep. can steal mm-hmm. the hat. Yeah. I don't
3: yeah. have hair, so I got bored. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing today? All right. It's like, well, I got to do something. Like, what? It's either that or a Skull yeah. Tattoo, which will land me right in the slammer.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't do that.
3: From... Uh, my... In the slammer.
1: <laughs> well, from Pear, they'd... Ob- ob- they got to
3: steal Joy-Con.
1: Oh, or what about, was... what about oh. his Amiibo?
3: Oh no! Yeah. No, he knows. He knows instantly mm-hmm. if somebody takes an amiibo from yeah. him. He knows. Yeah, constantly. it's pretty. It's pretty true. It's, it's like when you take something out of the, one of those hotel fridges and they immediately charge <laughs> tar- tar- <laughs> you. <hurt>. No,
2: that's, <laughs> like he knows
3: <laughs> like, <you> know, amiibo <laughs> sense. He'll be like, "Who took my box boy?" And you're like, "How did you know that?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, usually people don't steal them. It's just Sam adds that stupid fried potato thing, like that weird chicken McNugget guy. Um, oh yeah, he adds him in some <laughs> row, and I'm like, Rrr.
4: oh, the chicken McNugget Happy Meal toy with. Yeah. The, I So like, I have a long, like, a long term game of hiding stuff on people's desks. Like, I like to find little things that, like, I put like a bunch of dragons on your desk so, for a long time, yeah, I, and like, I've hid stuff in between all your action yep, figures yep. and stuff.
1: He puts but, gross like, stuffed animals on Miranda's desk. Yeah, and like, <laughs> uh, I, I'll put stuff in
4: pairs. <laughs> Kind of like, creepy. In, it's in like with when pairs of e. amiibos. <laughs> yeah. I'll put
1: stuff w- in with pairs Amiibo
4: and be like, I wonder how long it will take him to notice. And literally, half an hour later, I'll yeah. walk by and he'll have removed it. And it's like, <laughs> How closely are you watching this? I'm I'm like, like, the, yeah. I'm like the
3: farmer and yeah. goose game. It's true. It up, you, go, have a cam- you have a yeah. camera on it, don't you? Connected no. to your phone. No, that's, just, a, that's I, the notification sensei, he's getting yeah. before the show.
4: He's like, Somebody's touching my amiibo.
3: Absolutely. For Casey, I think the goose would steal the whiteboard.
4: Or huh. I was going to say like her keyboard, which make it really hard to write
3: out those wikis. Well, you have a bunch of like pretty like nice monster hunter stuff, right? That's yeah. gone like moved around or missing. Didn't Zach no. move some of it around?
1: No. he's He added dragons that oh. were not monster hunter no. monsters. <laughs>
3: right. All the same to
4: me, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I feel like when that whiteboard is gone, you're screwed.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. we would have no. I don't know how a goose would carry the whiteboard.
2: There are not a lot of people who have whiteboards, but oh, Casey no. and Janet have one. He just basically drags it slowly to a river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what
3: he would do. <laughs>
1: just like throw it down the stairs. Yeah. And it breaks. And then we had a, it's, so the whiteboard they're talking about is a list of all of our freelancers and what they're working on. And then a release date calendar for all of the games coming out. So like we look at that every day to be like, all right, this is what we have to <laughs> follow up on today. So if the goose took that, yeah. you mean
4: up the proverbial. We'd have to redo
1: everything. (sighs) All right. What else you got? This next one is from Gel Madonado, and he says, I understand Animal Crossing won't have cloud saves, but a save transfer would work. Will my wife be able to play Animal Crossing on the home switch on her profile without issues with my profile on the switch light when I transfer save data back over? Just as a reference, my Switch Lite is a primary switch, and I would most likely buy the digital version of the Animal Crossing. Ooh, this, is a tricky this, is a, this is like a brain tweezer, right? Yes. These, are, these so, are always brain... Why I right now, you also called this man gel. No, no. Right the belief
2: is that safe transfers would not work. So... We yeah. don't know it. We don't know yet. Yeah. But like the word is now that there was a sticker on the back mm-hmm. of the German box, I believe, that said you cannot transfer your save. But
4: right. How do you say save transfers in German.
2: Uh, so know. did
1: you read the original German? <laughs>
2: Speichertransfer. Huh? Did you read No, your... no, okay. I saw a translation of it.
1: Because it might have been a mistranslation?
2: Oh maybe. I will look at the German if you have the German box, I'll look at it. I don't know. Um but like it's it's Nintendo does that when they're worried about um uh, people trying to game the system, duplicating items, cheating—you know—through clock cheats. You can obviously get a ton of stuff in Animal clock Crossing. Mm-hmm. Clock cheating.
3: <laughs> it's called time traveling. I like that you oh, call time it tra- clock cheating. Oh, in German, it's clock cheating. Clock cheating. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, because Pokemon was one of those games that was like tied to the system, but you could transfer from a light back and forth. You could basically yes. take the soul. You just of it. had to have it yeah. physical
1: next to each other. But actually, now that I'm reading reading more about this, this might not actually be the case.
3: I think you can tra- it's if-
1: the entire it's the entire island is the save data. Yeah, uh, I mean
3: wouldn't w- could you circumvent this by buying two copies of the game and each of you having your own copy? Like yeah, but then I think you that's sh- what th- I think that's what it's got to be. But, but then, then you uh, wouldn't share one, the
1: island. Then you yeah, have two yeah, yeah. distinct
2: islands you have to visit each other's yeah. islands which you can do. Yeah. But, um, Which, honestly, I don't know. You're just, married. You guys yeah, probably like, build your island's identical. crap already. This game, yeah. has some, this game has some weird limitations, and yeah. I think it's partially based on Nintendo being fearful that people are going to game the system and unlock stuff that they don't want them to unlock and duplicate stuff and all of that. Right. Maybe mess with the economy. I don't think it's going to have a paid economy. but it, You do insider, insider trading on those turnips. That's right. <laughs> uh, I think partially it's fear of that, and then I think the save file is probably pretty gnarly, too. It's probably big, and they mm-hmm. don't want to have to deal with
1: yeah, yeah, I can imagine if that you separate space, the same data and then you do stuff on the island and she does stuff on the island, you come back and try to put it together, it's not going to match up.
3: Right. It, it won't so let, I
1: don't think it would work. No,
3: it yeah, won't like let if him. If she chops down a tree that still exists in your world, like... You create a
1: paradox yeah, you're and then opening, you get sucked into the Animal Crossing world and have to pay your debt to Tom Nook forever. You're, you're,
3: you're opening a multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's yeah.
2: it. It never leads to anything good. One... one universe will have like zeppelins and the other one won't yeah it'll you're be, meeting yourself it'll be terrible timeline don't do it no uh mm-hmm. from the from the sound of it it doesn't sound like that's possible there may be the kind of one-time whole system transfer yes. the old method which is awful yeah um, but there are no cloud saves
3: with this thing so yeah so yeah so that's gonna that's like a I don't know. That's like a big debate for me now. Of like which system I'm going to mm-hmm. put that thing on permanently—my Switch Lite or my regular Switch. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't well, want. You said it's a handheld game, so you can put it on your Switch Lite.
1: Well, do you want to share? Do you want to share the world with your wife, or do you want to have your own?
2: I want to have my own. Will your wife? <laughs> I already share the oh. world with my wife. <laughs> well, what about your daughter? How old is she now? She's too
3: young to play Animal Crossing. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. There'll
2: be like two new Animal Crossings by the time she'll want to play. Yeah,
3: Animal she's Crossing. old enough to have skipped both Frozen movies, which I'm ecstatic about. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there'll be a third one. I don't have the to hear it. The second one wasn't either. good. Okay, that's
4: not that's true. Your daughter's only like a year and a half old, right? Two years old.
3: Yeah, but yeah.
4: Frozen doesn't really hit until like
3: three. <laughs> yeah, but they're they they they'll be on. Uh, kids will be on uh, other stuff by then. I hope. Well, I'm saying like, like she's not she's seat. not around as those movies are hitting theaters. Yeah. It's no, yeah. it's good news that movies my watch. That <laughs> movies
2: stop to exist the moment they hit theaters. So there's you're probably really safe there.
3: Can
1: you Let block it go, movies on
3: Disney Plus?
4: I was gonna say no. The
1: same thing.
3: <laughs> what <were>
4: you gonna <laughs> say?
1: Let it go. Oh. <laughs> uh,
3: oh <God. laughs>
1: this next one is from Luis Martinez. He says, if you were to meet with someone in the video game industry for an evening where you Hello. chat and ask whatever you want, what person would that be?
4: In the industry? Uh, If that person
2: would actually answer? Yeah. Gabe Newell. I want to figure this Half-Life thing out. I really don't understand it. Like, how do you, like, as a creative person, when you create something that is so beloved, how do you not want to continue it in some fashion? I know there's a VR game, and, you know, obviously we've got Portal, but, like, the core Half-Life universe, it just feels so wrong, especially when you're making bank with that giant Steam store. That's exactly I want to know. Because that's why. Yeah. No, but I he
4: think needs about real how story. many developers he needs to love
2: the... Half-Life and got into the business of creating video games because of Half-Life. There's so many people who would love to pick up that torch, and it just feels like
3: we're doing VR games with it. Mm. I... I like VR. Yeah? Yeah. That would be an interesting one.
4: I think I'd probably, I think I'd probably choose, like, Reggie. I'd really love to know about, like... Kicking us specifically around the, the crazy ideation, like what, what it was like to work behind the scenes when the, Wii was being prototyped and tested and like Mm -hmm. the way that motion controls weren't really a thing prior to that how they decided upon that, like what that was like, what the conversations were after the tremendous success, like what, you know, like what the vibe was there. Like, I think that'd be really interesting to talk to Nintendo of America about. Um, And then I also, um, I'd also like to talk to to Takashi Tezuka um, because he directed like, a majority of my favorite games of all time. Um, he's a very quiet man. Yeah. And he's also so understated. You know, like, I, I think that he's sort of the unsung hero to M- Miyamoto's brilliance, but like, so, Tezuka is like the guy that made those games happen, yeah. you know, from Miyamoto's concepts. I think that'd be really cool.
3: Um, Gunpei Yokoi mm. who passed away a long time ago, yeah. but he created the, the GamePad and the yeah. Game Boy, mm-hmm. and like was instrumental in Metroid and mm-hmm. uh, Kid Icarus, the Virtual Boy. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's like, there was so much there, so much, so much of what Nintendo is today is, mm-hmm. is because of that one man. And um, yeah, we he, we lost him way too soon. And it would be fascinating to have one of those like, yeah, you know, just incredible long conversations with him to find out what it was like to be instrumental to all those things mm-hmm. at the time.
1: I, I have an obvious answer, but, um, either Sakurai or Junichi Masuda mostly. So Masuda is, um, really has been a part of Pokemon. Yeah. He's for, like Mr. Pokemon. Forever, yeah. And I am incredibly interested if he actually thought this would, that series would go as far as it has. And if he still genuinely has passion for it and why he made some of the decisions he has from then to now, mm-hmm. um, just kind of you've met him before right? i have and yeah. I, but there's always a, a barrier when you're meeting sure, someone to ask questions yeah. as the press like you never really know if there are some questions that are very obviously off limits mm-hmm. and i would like to just have a totally candid conversation with um, masada about about the series and about pokemon mm-hmm. and get truly honest answers mm-hmm. about whatever i have to ask
3: yeah the, re- the reason I didn't say Miyamoto was because I had that already. Yeah. It was like a 30 minute conversation with him. And at the end of it, I got to, I got to say, like, I made him laugh. I said something stupid that made him laugh. And I was like, Hey, I just want to say like, it means the world to make you laugh because you've been putting a smile on my face ever since I was a little kid. It's like the, one of those things. It's like, I could think everything could go bad from here. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I still, yeah, that. I, I've had
4: an opportunity to meet him a couple of times too. Yeah. He he's like a super Cool dude. Yeah. This yeah. incredible, incredible
3: mm-hmm.
1: guy. So I want to do one more question. Uh, this one is from uh, Brett Stockmeyer and he says a wizard grants oh, you we go. one of Link's <laughs> items from throughout the Zelda franchise as well as the skill to use it without hurting yourself or dying accidentally. Thank you for that caveat because that is something I would question. Yeah, me too. Um, he asks, what do you take?
2: Oh man, can I answer this? Yes. Yeah. The ocarina of time. Right? <laughs> the ocarina, man. You can do all sorts of stuff. You can slow down time. You can travel back three days and basically, you can play... Like, I would travel back and buy Tesla stock right now. Mm. Because there's... Like a what,
4: Tesla stock from three days ago?
2: Yeah, it was like 600 now it's 900 Wow. Yeah, and I'll do that like 20 times mm. Dawn of the first day. <laughs> <laughs> you give me some of that stock, yeah. and then, you know, wait a little bit. You're going to sure. be you're gonna Oh, be wait, like, no, I lose all the money when I travel lose, back. Yeah, you, yeah have you have to deposit you know, it in you know, some gone. kind of time yeah. travel bank. Okay, I have to bring back a lot of money then. So only certain items carry over in Ocarina.
4: Sell all those switches. Yeah. You okay. just... You,
2: I've figured it out, but I still want the Ocarina. Also, there are other songs that let me bring out the <laughs> sunshine and all of that. Mm-hmm. Make it rain. That's perfect. I'll mm-hmm. be all-powerful. Yeah. Have a problem with your crops? I'll make it rain.
4: Yeah. That's a much better <laughs> answer. That's a much better answer than I was going to go with. We're going to say you Rock's Feather? With? Do a no, good no, job? Just and Just think it'd be funny <laughs> to hook to hookshot to stuff. That's double like, hookshot's a good hook one. That's pretty cool. good. Yeah. You could double could you, like, you get Spider-Man.
3: You get arrested super fast. yeah. For
4: sure. Spider-Man. So So fast, yeah.
3: Hey, you can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah. What would uh, like, you pick? The boomerang's an awesome one because it's it's sort of like functions like the hook shot, except you could just buy a boomerang. Those
4: things but are real, but it doesn't have the same
3: thing. Yeah, it won't like get stuff from me. Okay, that's you fair. have like you're undermining how extremely lazy I am.
4: <laughs> no, I mean that, that I feel like there's like that hypothetical of like, oh, what would you do if you had the force? And anytime anybody has ever asked me that, it's just like. I just pick stuff up From yeah. across the room What because about like,
3: like <laughs> When your phone's Like on your table yeah. And you're like Ugh. What about yeah. the leaf though The leaf is
2: basically A better hook shot You can use the op drafts To fly over the bay no. and... oh, yeah. oh Yeah
3: yeah. I die a lot With that thing though But, but no You have a kill And you won't you don't Die hurt yourself. accidentally true. What about you Case?
1: Uh, I have to agree with the Ogrina. Yeah, I mean that right. it's just so so powerful. You find a stock that's raised like fifteen percent in a day and it's like, all right, I'm gonna go. I can't go believe back you guys almanac. would just
3: go straight up back to the future too at this thing. Yeah, for the sure. Almanac. I am busy. Yeah, I see but it's you on only the three side days. of the building. It's how says, much, okay, look,
1: it's scary, but how much can you <laughs> actually mess up in three days, right? And if you can infinitely go back those you ever three seen days. Challenge, challenge
4: accepted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how much we can ruin in three mm-hmm. days. But if you ruin it, you just go back.
2: Yeah, fine. there would be a good Zelda video game movie where somebody just in modern times finds the ocarina. That sounds like a terrible movie. That would be so awesome.
1: I think it'd be funny. it be my, it might be good. It might be fine. It I would, don't know. It,
2: it could star your favorite Disney Channel personality. Okay, you lost me. I'm t- you. I don't. I, I'm just. I'm just make, trying to make you sad. I'm, I'm trying would, to
1: think like, of Disney yeah. personalities. I don't.
2: Child abuse. No, he's like f- 54 years
1: old. What if he's my favorite Disney personality? Yeah. Okay,
3: well, that would be weird. I think it'd also be fun to turn into a wolf for an afternoon. It
1: would be. <laughs> really?
3: You'd probably get shot really fast.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what if you're a nice wolf? Yeah. Crown? Wolf. Bruh, in the zoo. No, I, you, I think if, if like the Twilight Princess wolf showed up in our office and was obviously not violent... We'd probably, I don't know, give it pets and stuff. It'd be funny probably- I, w-
3: I would be, ru- I would run away. Screaming. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and it has please. an earring too. The wolf just showed yeah. up, up in our office.
1: office. It was the, it was a Link Wolf. Like, Pear brings off. his
3: dog to work that's named after that character, and I'm apprehensive. My dog's <laughs> name is Link Wolf. Midna. Midna. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
2: I had a Link Wolf I didn't know about wolf link give it time wolf uh, so, uh, that's a really good question are there are a lot of um,
3: wizards in NVC land yeah, yeah. Sure. That's, I like the goose approach better the goose shows up and takes <laughs> something with this wizard always comes don't out. encourage
1: we had a pixie question too but we didn't get to that one maybe another time but anyway thank you so much for watching and or listening remember you can always tune in on YouTube or IJ.com or Spotify or any of your preferred podcasting platforms and remember NVC is the only place you can
4: get, get the thing, thing.